Welcome to The Word at Westminster, a podcast with talks, studies, interviews, sermons, and more from Westminster Church in Barrie, Canada. It's about learning and living God's Word. Hi, everyone. Every year, I provide an update for Westminster's annual report, which goes along with our annual general meeting. I've affectionately come to think of it as a state of the union. This year, I thought I would put it out in podcast format, too, in case it's easier for some of you to listen to. If you're a part of the church family, I really encourage you to either read or listen. Okay, here we go. Peace be with you. It is my pleasure to present to you the Pastor Minister's Report, which looks back over the past year and also forward into the year to come. I will try, A, to not go over ground covered by others, and B, provide a high-level, bird's-eye view of things to help us focus on the big picture. First, we welcome some new staff. Nina Lamar began as our music director on March 20th. Nina has been a positive addition to the team and has been working at bringing in some new instruments alongside our singers and also some special musical offerings. On November 20th, we also welcomed our new full-time coordinator of youth and outreach, William Min. William has started his work and will primarily oversee youth ministry at the church and also the satellite gatherings, a creative and exciting initiative which is on the verge of starting. We should remember that William is full-time. Westminster has never before had two full-time people on staff. The congregation is in a healthy position, but we need to continue to be proactive about how we can support this work with our prayers, our finances, and with our practical help and support. Many churches do not make this jump. We did, and we need to trust God and come together to ensure this work flourishes for the years ahead. The next best chapter of Westminster's life has just begun. Second, I get to work closely each week with William, Nina, and Kristen Stouffer, our communications coordinator. Let me just say that this is a strong team. They are faithful, creative, dedicated, and thoughtful disciples. As a congregation, we should be encouraged by the work and witness of these people. They can do serious work and also share some laughs. Mary Colvin and Susie Sellers volunteer in the church office from Tuesday to Friday. They are consistent and friendly and are always working behind the scenes to ensure things happen. They are a delight to work with. You might not realize this, but Mary has a great sense of humor and Susie can make a top-notch pot of coffee. Third, our session, elders, also work very well together. We meet monthly to prayerfully oversee and make decisions about the direction and work of the church. Everyone makes valuable contributions, and we are very united. And unity is a blessing. I returned home after January's elder meeting and told Laura how good and encouraging it was. At Westminster, we have term service, meaning a third of the elders end their term of service every two years, and a new third are elected. A normal term is six years. By the time you read this report or listen to this report, we will be electing a few new elders as a part of this ongoing process. Fourth, as you will see in the clerk's report, our congregational consultation and plan titled Forward with the Living Christ was a major part of 2023. I'll leave that to Kathy Clark's report, but here I will simply mention that it is ongoing work and that I am encouraged by the support the congregation has demonstrated around our future direction and plans. Christ is alive and leads his people forward. You can never go wrong when Christ is at the center. Fifth, We are still emerging from the wake of the COVID-19 pandemic. It was a world event which left scars and which continues to have a ripple effect. How has it impacted the North American church in general and Westminster in particular? Well, some churches closed or were radically reduced in size. Some pastors resigned. Some people walked away. 
The pandemic introduced many new controversial topics, which have been difficult to navigate. At the same time, there was a refining and a strengthening. Some churches were able to adapt and navigate their way through and out of the pandemic with their eyes fixed on their sovereign Lord. Westminster was one of them. For most of the pastors I talked to, from various denominations and in various church sizes, we are now experiencing Church 2.0. In other words, I feel like I'm pastoring a different version of the same church. It's hard to describe, but things are continually evolving. Some programs faded away, and some new ones started. Some people left, some came. As you know, many individuals, couples, or families have dealt with personal hardship in and through the pandemic and are finding their way in a new and challenging version of their own lives. Through it all, we have tried to keep our eyes on Christ and on being His hands and feet in meaningful ways. We are very imperfect, of course, but with God's help, there have been many positive things to celebrate and build upon. Westminster had and has a strong core of mature Christians whose dedication and consistency has buoyed many others in the congregation. This has helped us move forward. People who show up and step up week after week have been a blessing beyond compare. Many people are feeling more tentative or shaky than they were before 2020, so having steadfast friends in faith who provide help and hope is huge. I should also note that our online ministries have massively helped us. These are significant and include social media, the use of group email, daily devotionals, podcasts, blogs, live streaming, a smartphone app, the website, and some online options for groups or studies. Since many of these were already in place, they too provided consistent faith-based stability through a period of global change and uncertainty. Sixth, as a pastor, I am a part of the Presbytery of Barrie and attend weekly meetings. I also serve as the co-chair of our mission and revitalization team, which puts on events and workshops for elders in the region. Seventh, my primary areas of responsibility at the church have to do with big-picture leadership, teaching, and worship. There are other things I do, of course, but those are the big ones. We have a worship committee, which has resumed, which consists of me, Susie Sellers, and Jim Buick. This isn't about the content of services, but about the logistics of Sunday mornings. It's been good to get back into the habit of mapping things out. In this new era, worship attendance is starting to build, but it seems that it can also fluctuate significantly from Sunday to Sunday. This can make it hard to plan, both upstairs and downstairs in the Sunday school and nursery. And it can weaken the bonds of fellowship and friendship for both adults and our children. Many people continue to watch online, even if only some of the time. About that, let me say a word. Watching weekly worship services online should not be the norm. The church as described in the New Testament presumes and is built upon a body of Christ who is physically gathered. Having said that, when people are ill, out of town, have mobility issues, or are working, online services are a helpful way to stay connected. We praise God for that. But if we are able, let's prioritize being together physically. Hebrews 10, 24, and 25 say, And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. And let me just say that if you are reading this and have struggled to get reconnected after the pandemic, let me know and we can work on a plan. When the community gathers in person, we are able to share each other's spiritual gifts, encourage and build one another up, pray for one another, and be blessed by each other's voices, hugs, handshakes, and contributions. Plus, if you live with someone else or in a family context, 
The physical discipline of getting out of the house and worshiping together teaches everyone in the household about the priority and centrality of gathering with Christ's body to worship the Lord. Studies show this is a massive factor in faith formation. Over the past year, we shared sacraments. We have seen people come to faith and held baptisms and funerals. There is so much richness we have also studied scripture line by line and look forward to 2024 to learning about spiritual gifts, the book of Esther, Colossians, and more. Every word of God is flawless. He is a shield to those who take refuge in him. Proverbs 30 verse 5. Lastly, if there was a word I would encourage us to keep in mind as we head into a new year, it is this, momentum. I'm starting to feel it. Are you? We are consistently reaching out into the community. That will continue and build. We are seeing growth in in-person worship. That will continue and build. We are resuming youth groups and are increasingly proactive about youth ministry. That will continue and build. We are seeing people step forward to serve. That will continue and build. We are being prayerful and seeking to be creative in a new and continually changing world. That will continue and build. Let's contribute to the positive momentum that Christ is working at Westminster. 1 Corinthians 15.58 is our final word. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. End quote. In his service and for his glory. Matthew 15.58.